Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rama's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac. Actually, we're recording this program on June the 23rd. It's a nice day here in Tulsa. Yeah, it is. A little toasty. Yeah, a little toasty. And a little toasty in your office today, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't have any air conditioning. Yeah, you know. One thing you have to understand about Oklahoma summers is that it just—it seems like every year in the summertime that you know it starts getting warm and our our AC starts having having some issues. At like, least one somewhere on at campus. Least, well, well, we've had a number this year mm-hmm. on campus that, that have gone out. So, so it's a little better in the studio than than it is in your office yep. right now. But yep. it's just part of living in Oklahoma. Now, someone the other day was, was griping about said they're ready for winter time again. I told them they're crazy. Um, you know, I, I, I like the summertime. I still got beach time to do, so no, I'm not ready for the winter. Yeah, I'm not ready. You know, it's summer's just started. Yeah. You know, I'm just now I'm ready for some of this rain to stop. I'm I'm tired of the, the rain, tired of thunderstorms. I mean, I, I had um a crazy time getting back from Tampa, Florida this weekend. Crazy time getting to Tampa, Florida this weekend. Spent a lot of time in airports. I mean, me and airports are becoming good friends. <laughs> so you know, so but between cyber attacks by Southwest Airlines and and weather, it's been been a crazy weekend. But we're here, we're recording, and you know it's a good time. We would we want to hear from you guys if you want to send us an email. Um, our email address is podcast at rama dot org. Rama spelled R H E M A dot O R G. Podcast at rama dot org. Also, we encourage you to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Rama Podcast. And we we want to. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from our listeners what you like about the program, what you don't like about the program. And um, we don't want to hear that you want more female guests. We don't have a female guest today. As we well. have one scheduled We have for one July. scheduled. we got a good one scheduled for a couple of weeks from yeah. now. Well, well, probably actually won't Who air. knows when it'll air. It'll but... probably air. You know, we're, we're actually doing good. We're about three weeks out on our, our, on our airing you know, yeah. thing because we're getting some podcasts in, in the can. You know, I guess that's not a right Pod in the can. Pod in the can. Can in the pods. Yeah. I don't know. Something. So, um, you know, we, we, we do um, would like you to share the podcast with your friends. If you happen to be on Facebook, if, if you'll, you know, go to Rainbow Podcast and just put share or, or whatever and, you know, let, let people know about this podcast and how much you do enjoy the podcast. Um, this week, we actually have a returning guest. Um, Pastor Darren Baldwin is back here. Um, Pastor, Pastor Darren um, actually um, pastors Melody Church in Live Oak, Florida. And um, he, he was our guest, um, um, I guess, a few months ago. And yeah. He's back in town. I said, well, man, when you're in town, I'm going to get you on the podcast. So, Pastor Darren, it's good to have you here. Glad to be here. Yeah, no. I wish I had some better company, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, I do want to thank you all for taking me to eat Mexican before because I've been over here burping for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> so what are you saying if you hear a belching on the air? Well, yeah. That would be me or yeah. the guy on my left here. <laughs> That'd yeah. be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, today's podcast brought to you by Los Cabos. Los Cabos Mexican food. By the fried avocado. Yeah. Fried hey, that was av- some pretty good stuff, man. Yeah. yeah so highly, we, we recommend those. Yeah. Yeah. So Los Cabos Mexican food, we get the fried avocados. If you've never had them, you, know, you need to try them sometime. Yeah, you've missed that. If you're life. ever in the Tulsa area, we got a couple locations here in Tulsa. I think there's one actually in Owasso as well. Uh, there's at least three. I yeah. think that's right. We got one in Broken Arrow, one in Tulsa, and I believe one in Owasso. Great what Mexican jinx. food. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, Tulsa is, is really jeans. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's all the Tulsa metropolitan area. But anyway, we're glad to have Darren. If you if you heard him last time, Darren is actually originally from New Jersey. Yep. And Live Oak, Florida, is ain't pro- New Jersey. It ain't anywhere near New Jersey. And, and it's not like Live Florida. It's, you know, when you're thinking Miami, hey, be careful there. I know what you're thinking that you want to say. Well, when you're thinking Miami, you're, you're thinking Orlando, think of Tampa. That's not Live Oak. No. I mean, we're actually we call ourselves the real Florida, the real Florida. That other stuff is northern Cuba and northern Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and you're real close to, to, to like, like the Georgia Florida line, right? Yep. So, you know, yep. It's yep. More, more country. Fine. It's very rural. Yeah. So, very, um, you know what I'm talking about, uh, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. which brings me brings us to our topic today. Um, our topic today is ministering in the 21st century. And, you know, a lot of times I talk about this. I said, you know, there are some pastors, you know, let's, let's think about um, technology. I, I usually think about music or even, even preaching. You know, we live in what we, I call an MP3 generation. I mean, you know, people don't even have CD players in their cars any, anymore. I mean, it's all MP3 stuff. But there are some people that are trying to minister like on cassette tapes to an MP3 generation. And, you know, we got to know our audience, and not, not only, you know, ministers, preachers, but, but even us witnessing. If we're going out to witness to people, I mean, you know, we don't want to look like we're crazy or, or whatever, old-fashioned, you, know, mm. you know, just because I don't think God or Jesus is old-fashioned. I think that, you know, he ministered, you know, in his own time. I mean, you know, and, and you know, he, he ministered to the average person. You know, over 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22 um, at the end of the of verse 22, it says, Paul says this, I have become all things to all men that, that I may, um, that, that by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of, of it with you. So he says, you know, I become all things to all men so I can save some. I'm here to tell you, you're not going to save the whole world. You know what? But he says, you know, I become... I, I try to relate to everybody. Now, if you read from the New Living Translation, you know, which is, is new and, um, and living. living, you know, I guess I, I got I to gotta find it. I lost it here. It, it says, anyway, yes, I try to find common ground with ev- everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and to share its blessings. You know, but I, I think, you know, I, Pastor Jaron was talking about, how actually you were, you know, you're talking about my sister. Yeah. Um, my sister was actually just did a regional, a, a district, a regional director. Regional. Oh uh, yeah. Regional. Re- regional conference in, <clears throat> in the Sunshine region, which happened to be the state of Florida. Yep. And she was talking about here at our ministry, how during COVID we started reevaluating how we do ministry, you know, and, and, you know, also too, you know, there are some ministries now we've always, we've been online for years. We've had text to give for years and things. And there are some people that didn't have that kind of stuff and they really suffered. But, but, um, I actually didn't hear, get to hear her talk. So, you know, maybe you can, you know, talk because that said that, you know, it's been burning in your heart ever since you heard her share yeah. some of those things. But I think that we need to rethink. I mean, you know, in today's day and age, there's a lot of things that, that weren't going on in the eighties and in the seventies and the, you know, and even the nineties or, or even remember, you know, Y2K think about this guys. Y2K was 21 years ago. That's insane. 21 years ago. I mean, you know, the world was supposed to end 21 years yeah. ago. Um, and, <laughs> hey, and, we had ga- uh, 55 gallon drums filled with rice and beans. We were going to make it. We were going to survive. <laughs> so did y'all sit around watching your computer at 12 o'clock? Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was a hoax. <laughs> 
Yeah, and hoax has become a, a really good word here yeah. in, in the 21st century. Yeah. Right. But but tell us some things that, that you were you know, <clears throat> been stirring in your heart because I know you're the ones that brought the subject up. You know. Yeah. It's well, what your sister said last week was she said during COVID that you guys here at Rama, I, I don't remember the exact words you used, weren't forced to, but you like strongly had to reassess a lot of ministries that you had going on and you had to, you know, decide like, you know, maybe some things that you were wanting to do away with, but, you know, just didn't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever the case was. And I think, you know, when she, when she said that it got me thinking, I took over the church that I pastor now from my father-in-law. He pastored for 27 years. For the record, he's a good man. He's a great man. Yeah, he's a great man. Uh, we talked, I think, last time. He became the mayor of yeah. the city of Live Oak. He's doing a great job. He's a great man, great pastor. He was a great pastor. I, I was actually got saved under his ministry, so I'm eternally grateful for him. But we went... And, 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 and he, he provided your wife. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's, yeah, that's the most important. Kind of the most important that's part. That's the most important I mean, part. Yeah, if, he supplied. Was, he furnished was, me a wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell or heaven, you know, you, but you got it. Yeah. I can hear those words. I'm eternally grateful for, you know, he... Yeah. Anyway, he did. Wasn't yeah? Can he remember? Yeah, he furnished. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we love you, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. But he, when we took over the church, the Lord actually spoke to me, and I we were having a hard time transitioning. He wasn't ready to retire or resign. He was only sixty, and he had felt like he had plenty more years of of living and ministry to do. And there there was a whole lot of stuff going on there. But anyway. He, the Lord gave me a word and said, I started this church so that it would last for, for generations, to go from generation to generation. And what was happening was the, you know, my father-in-law pastored for 27 years. And during that time, then it, the entire culture shifted. Yeah. I mean, I, like we say this all the time. He pastored, there was, for the majority of his pastoring, there, we didn't even have the internet. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have, you know, the culture was one direction. We used to say uh, church was our social. That was our social time. Was yeah. We went to church to have social time. Well, now social media meets a lot of the social, supposed so, social needs, but it's an entire. It, it, I'll say it tries to. It tries to. <laughs> but it, it's, it's just a totally different day. So when we took over the church, we, we, I was basically what the Lord put in my heart was to restructure the ministry and get it prepared for the next generation or its next generation of ministry and for the next generations. So we, we underwent and, and oh, you guys were way ahead of the game as well. I mean, you, your whole look changed. We were just talking about at lunch, how you guys started wearing, stopped wearing suits, you know, at some point, you know, years ago and you know, your stage change. Y'all remember looking back on the TV sets? There was green flowers and trees everywhere on the TV. You know, that's kind of them. on my mom. Uh, but every church had that. Yeah, I mean that was the way you did it. Right? That was probably still courtesy my mom. She <laughs> <laughs> was a trendsetter. Well, well, if if you notice that we actually picked out the the mauve slash pink and and green um, color scheme in a lot of churches in America. Changed to the same color. Well, it was an upgrade from the burnt orange that was in most of the old churches. That's funny. (laughs) But then when y'all upgraded, then it probably took however many years for people to catch on and then they change. But the point is, it's like my wife always says. She said when she went attended ORU, one of her professors there would say, constant change is here to stay. And I think there's something to be said that sometimes churches, I say it this way, people don't change until they have to. 
So what your sister said in, in Florida a couple of weeks ago, she said you guys came to a point where you had to reassess and maybe make some changes that you were putting off for a longer period of time, but it just came down to it. We can't do this anymore. We don't, there's no reason to do this anymore. COVID forced our hand in a lot of those areas, but it's just the concept of restructuring and always kind of keeping up with what the Lord does. Cause we, as people, we get stuck. Yeah. We get stuck doing the same, the same things that we've done for 20 years, but it's no longer serving the purpose that it once did. Well, go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can speak from experienced pastor, and you, you have things in their that kind of run their life cycle. Mm. I mean, everything. Well, maybe not everything, but most things have a shelf life. I love that. And when they've passed their shelf life, it's kind of like bad milk, you know. And uh, what happens in the church? You have things that people's identities attached to personalities are attached to but yet they no longer serve the purpose they once did mm. uh maybe they're drained on finances uh, yep. you yep. know and so what covid did was force us to a place to have to assess some of that and almost gave us an excuse to do what we needed to do all along you know five years ago. yeah yeah that's pretty powerful well you know i actually my grandfather gives an example of one of churches he pastored you know way, way back and i guess it was a 40s, 50s, or whenever it was, and he said that he took over this church, and and they had a, they had a, I don't know if it was every day, but they had, they had a, a prayer meeting in the middle of the afternoon. Well, in the middle of the afternoon, not everybody can come to prayer meetings. You know, sometimes you know, if they especially if they work, and so um, they um, it was mainly just there's there a couple of ladies who were who, who were doing the prayer meeting, and nobody else showed up. And so my grandfather, you know, said, "Well, maybe we should just go ahead and cancel this." So whenever they announced to the church they're going to cancel the, the the prayer meeting, people started freaking out. We've been doing that prayer meeting for twenty years at this church, and blah blah blah, you know. And so no one wanted to cancel the prayer meeting, but so so then for a couple of weeks, more people started showing up, you know. And then it went dwindled back down to just the leaders. So finally, my grandfather says, "We're just going to quit showing up, and we're not going to tell anyone we're not going to show up. We're just not going to show up." And and then then you know. Couple weeks, couple months went by, and someone said, "Hey, you saw that prayer meeting? No, we we, we shut it down." <laughs> That's uh, pretty smart, actually. Uh, okay, I mean, you know, so so nobody had anything because no one they weren't going anyway. But it, it was something that started twenty years beforehand, and like I said, it ran its course. And you know, and a lot of times that we start things, you know, maybe it's a previous pastor, and it, it is really tough. I mean, I know I know in youth ministry, um, I always would talk about if you take over a youth, you know, a, a youth position. Um, you know, don't change things immediately. You know, at, at least, you know, if, if they've gone to done some event for 17 straight years, then, then you have the 18th straight year. Then yeah. then maybe the next year, as you get a relationship with, with the kids, relationship with, you know, with the, the parents, you know, in, in case, even a lot of times the pastor will say, yeah, I don't mind, you know, canceling it. But, but, you know, some of the parents will start freaking out. We've been doing that for 17 years now. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you know, wait a year or so. Now, the problem is the average term of a youth minister is six months. So, so a lot of times things never get changed because, in fact, when I was teaching youth, um, I used to always ask, you know, these, you know, most of it was more young, you know, kids, young adults. I mean, you know, most of them are below 22 in there. And so I said, okay, thinking back from, from first grade to 12th grade, oh, no, sorry, from, from youth ministry, which is sixth grade to 12th grade, six years, um, you know, how many youth ministers have you had? One person said they had 17 different youth ministers in six year period of time. 
I mean, and, and you want to know why our youth, you know, don't, I mean, that, you know, it's like, you know, I've always been bothered about college coaches. You know, they, they, they recruit people and then they take a better job and then yeah. they, they leave them alone. Yeah. You know, but a lot of times people have people make plans and do things, and then it's it's running like Tony said, it's running its course. Yeah. Well, that, the youth minister thing in and of itself that's interesting. Yeah. Because I can remember, I can only remember having one, and that was because back in those days, I mean, there what really wasn't a such thing. Yeah. It was just kind of becoming yeah. the norm that you had a quote unquote youth pastor. Well, you know, the, the thing mm. with youth ministers, a lot of people take a youth minister job hoping to promote. Mm-hmm. The stepping stone. So the stepping stone, so they'll become associate <laughs> pastor or maybe a pastor or whatever. And, you know, and sometimes some people get asked to leave. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, I think we need to think about how we minister and not just ministering. I'm talking about going out and witnessing. I mean, you know, you just can't witness like you used to be. Some people don't want you to open their door, you know, anymore. I won't answer. Maya. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like Unless it's the FedEx man back yeah. there in the backyard I, at midnight. Yeah, yeah. I'll almost yeah. shot the Amazon guy. But. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, the way we minister, because, you know, real, realize that some people think that the Christians are, you know, because of the way they minister, um, you know, just to be, I'm just going to be completely honest. I, I, I had lunch with a, a guy who calls himself a pastor. Um, you know, you don't have a church. He has an internet church. But anyway, I, I, I agreed because he's involved. In, I'm, I'm very involved in the in the the GOP party. He's involved in the GOP party. Wanted me to do lunch, and I was kind of embarrassed. I mean, I mean you know, yeah, he was trying to be a, you know witness to people, but but he was it was a little bit overboard. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, some of the lady. Well, who, I mean, he's not around a lot of people very often because yeah. he has the internet church. Well, <laughs> give the guy a break. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> So he likes to I think go he's out. lacking in those yeah. basic social skills. So, you know, and, and his heart was right or, or whatever, but but one of the like our, our server who who claimed to be atheist or or, or agnostic or or whatever, I mean, it was getting to the point I was uncomfortable. You know, and so but one of the our Raymond people who who actually was, said, Man, I've been working on this lady for a long time, you know, and it kind of screwed up. You know, it made it look like Christians are weird. Yeah. You know. And so I said, you know, you know, Paul says that that he finds common ground with everyone, you know, and do, doing everything to save some. I mean, you're not going to save everybody. We can't change the whole world. And some people, you know, just you know, we we just got to be normal. I, I think people are looking for. I think Jesus was fairly normal. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus. That's one thing that that pe- the the Pharisees and Sadducees and other other rulers, you know, they didn't like that Jesus hung out with the common people. Yeah. And he hung out with, you know, I guess in that day, tax collectors um, were, were looked upon very badly. Like, like you know, they were they were crooks. You know, they may like maybe like someone in the mob Matt, or something. Matthew Matthew was a tax collector, and yeah. he himself in his gospel classified him with prostitutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that tells you something there. Yeah, and he was one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Jesus hung out with those people because you know what? Those people need Jesus. Yeah. You know, and and we have a some people who need Jesus and we need to figure out, you know, what's best. How can we, as a, you know, I think every pastor needs to figure out how do I best minister to, to my, the people in my, in my city or town. Now, a lot of times, if you happen not to be from that area, you need to figure out, 
what that area is like. Like, you know, we, we, I was talking about how you coming from, you know, growing up in New Jersey. Now, now you also had an opportunity to live in Live Oak, so yeah, you understood yeah. Live Oak. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but if you would have never lived in Live Oak, Florida, you know, came right from being a Jersey boy, yeah. you know, moving to Live Oak and said, no, now you're, you're anointed pastor of Live Oak, you know, you can't do the things you do in Jersey. I mean, can't you know, say stuff like you guys. Yeah, yeah. You guys. guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's. <laughs> yeah, it's y'all. Y'all. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, you know, there's, there's differences, you know. And, Absolutely, man. I agree. You know, and also I think that, you know, there are some churches now that for whatever reason, they're happy doing internet church and don't even, even when the government has allowed them to come back, even though they don't need the government to allow them to come back because constitutionally they have that right. Um, but they're like, oh, we're comfortable doing internet church. People are still, are still given. So that's all, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but that's forsaking the assembling ourselves together. Like, you know, it says well, it's in James, right? It was where, it's Hebrew. where Hebrews it talks about not forsaking the assembling ourselves together, you know, and I think that's, that's, there are some social aspects you get from coming to church that you're not going to get by talking to people online, you know, and things like that. But, but then again, I think that we have found out here as we've come back and met, you know, and we just had our first all church function and man, everybody was there. Mm. You know, I mean, it was, it, you know, that was the one thing that people have been missing for the last year and a half is, is other people. Yeah. It's hanging out. And, and in fact, I mean, you know, we, we showed a movie in the park, um, facing the giants and because it was too light when we first started, we had to actually push it back. And I figured, well, man, people are going to be leaving, but I mean, for the most part, everyone stayed th- during the whole movie. Mm. I mean, they, they were enjoying just hanging out, you know, with, with their fellow believers you know, and I think that sometimes too, sometimes we get too spiritual, you know, and, you know, I think that we need to have some fellowship times and, and, you know, and some, some things like that, you know, and I think it's good for, for churches. Well, I, I know even when I was with you, Pastor Darren, you know, you know, we had a fellowship time with, with a lot of your, your volunteers and stuff and just hung out and, you know, had, yep. had a cookout and, yep. and we just a, a good time, you know, yep. just to hang out. I think that's, um, I mean, more churches should do more of that kind of stuff. I agree. Man. I mean, you know, I, I think that we need as a church need to show, you know, that we care. And, I agree. And it's, it's been a, that, that doesn't have a shelf life, does it? No, yeah. it doesn't. No. Well, I mean, I, I remember going up, I'm sure you guys do too. I mean, you know, especially in, in my, my, my mom's dad, you know, Southside Assembly of God Church there, there in Garland, Texas. I mean, I don't know how many potluck dinners we had and, and, you know, you know Sunday night we'd, we'd all hang out and stuff. And those were good times. And that's, yeah, that's, pretty that's awesome. probably what kept people coming to that church. Yeah. yeah, the fellowship. In fact, I know some people's husbands who would come to the to the dinners they wouldn't come they, yeah. they, they wouldn't come on Sunday morning. Only time you'd ever see them. Yeah, but, funny. But, but, but they would show up at, you know. They, you know, because there was a lot of, for whatever reason, a lot of ladies, you know, that they would come. Their husband wouldn't come on Sunday morning, but man, they had a, they had a, some kind of fellowship. They wanted dinner. They, they show we call up. that dinner on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, and I think we should do more of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I think that we should be more inviting. Like, you know, it's it's fun to come to church. You know, not, not that you know churches is all fun. You know, but but I mean, there's so many people yeah. out there that's, you know, a church is boring. Church is this and church is that, and you know, I think that we need to. Think about how we how we church. Yeah. I mean, how we what we do, and and I, and I think um, you know what you said was good. As a pastor, um, you know we need to our church should outlive us. Yeah, and, and so mm. you know we, we should make sure that things are set up for the next generation and the generation after that. I mean, you know you can only control so much, but I mean you know um, 
just in, like in your situation, there's some things your father-in-law probably could have done to made it easier for the transition. You oh know, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, you know but sometimes you do, they don't know what to do. And so, and I know what's happened here at Rama is that, you know, I, my parents um, have graciously allowed my sister and myself to, to be heavily involved in, in what's coming up next, because, you know, if the Lord Terry's is coming, they're no longer going to be around. And if, you know, the natural you know, course I mean, thing. you know, I mean, no one wants to talk about that, but you know, but we, you know, you really, you guys are talking about it and, yeah. you know, one form or another. Well, mm-hmm. well, even even among <clears throat> RMAI, I mean, we're we're discussing that right now with yep. a lot of pastors. Yep. I mean, what happens next? You know, what happens if you pass away? Who takes over your church? And, and you know, and and are you are you even thinking about that? I I know even with our our schools, I, I actually remember, I remember sitting at Pastor Bud's house there mm. in Brazil, and mm. I mean, this is three three four years before he passed away. And I asked him the point of question. I said, okay, something happens. You pass away. Who do you want to take over Raymond Brazil? I mean, you know, because what's going to happen is, you know, if I never ask you that question, something happens. And then, then we're all like, who's next? And so interesting part about it is he didn't give me one person. He gave me four people's names. That he now I know who he wanted to take over, and that was his spiritual son, um, Guto, who's who's now over Raymond Brazil. And that that's who he wanted. But he's you know, thing about it is Guto d- does not speak English. I mean, a little bit, but not you know, not fluent. And so that was that was something that we, you know, that's a barrier. So yeah. he says, you know, if if you need someone to speak English, he gave me another pastor. You know, that would. I mean, we talked about that four years before he passed away. So when he passed away, there there was no. I mean, we already knew what was going to happen. We already discussed it. We already had a had a plan in place. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. You know, and at that point in time, he wasn't even having physical issues. And and I don't know. I was just sitting there. You know, all of a sudden we we were enjoying. The, you know, outside area. He he, he lived on like a little you know, like a small little farm type thing. You know, he's from, he, he was from um, Alabama. Alabama. And so he was, you know, he had Alabama type stuff in, in there. So we, we were just hanging out on the porch, on the porch, you know, there's had little swings and things like that and just talking. And, and all of a sudden on the inside, I just asked him, you know, and that was a very important thing that happened because, you know, lo and behold, you know, like four years later, you know, you know, but we already had decided four years earlier what was going to happen. So everybody knew the plan. Mm. You know, and that's the thing. And, but no one wants to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, no, but, no. But I think a lot of pastors need to think about that. I mean, I've, you know, m- my thing is is to is for the ministry to to succeed me and even my children. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know who's next or what's next or what. I, I don't even know what's going on next year in some some respects. But you know, I, I do know that God has a plan and a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, for our lives, and and I, I believe that it's um important for us to fulfill that plan of purpose and as you know and sometimes too and I'm, I'm not knocking anybody's church names but you know are we planning a name that you know you realize that quote unquote you know when you have bars or or, or clubs you I mean they come up with these 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 cool names but they usually only last like four years and then they come up with some other cool name because people quit coming but a lot of churches have, have almost instituted that same policy coming up with cool names that doesn't sound like a church mm-hmm. you know but is that going to be cool 10 years from now, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, is that going to, you know, you know, I mean, are you going to have to rechange the name of your church every, you know, every five years to, or re- revamp your church? I mean, those are things you got to think about. Yep. Mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to think about that a lot of people don't, um, you know, and, and, and marketing is huge. 
Now, people think that, well, I'm just going to open a church. People are going to show up. No, I mean, you know, you know, the biggest thing in, in churches is, is marketing your church. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Well, I know that you, uh, uh, with your logo, I mean, you guys have, you know, toyed with whatever. And I got Tweety Bird there. <laughs> So. That's a songbird, actually. Yeah. And, uh, melody. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Melody Church, so he has a little that, song. I think song. hopefully we'll keep that one for yeah, forever. So. Yeah, now, that's actually interesting because 10 years ago when we did a logo, we did something with, it had a little... Musical notes or something? It had Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi signal. Now, that's that's not it. It was kind of like the sound going out, like the signal mm-hmm. going out kind of a thing. It was pretty cool. But it wasn't, it was more of a short-lived thing, but... Bird's been around since Genesis and will probably be around after. The great speckled bird. <laughs> the yellow-breasted honeysucker or whatever. Well, and, and then something else, I mean, think about this. I mean, like the podcast here. I know you have a podcast at your yeah. church. I mean, you know, I mean, podcasts weren't around a few, just a few years ago. Or, yeah. or I mean, maybe a few people were doing a couple of years ago, but now they've become very popular. And, you know, and anybody, you know, can become an overnight sensation, sometimes in a bad way or a good way, just yeah. by something they say yeah. on, on their podcast. Yeah. And, in fact, um, I was on Joe McGee's podcast, and he says, well, my podcast took off because I said something that the ASPCA or whatever, you know, animal rights people didn't like what I said. Oh, and my So, so they, they all started, you know, so they, they it, immediately someone griped about the podcast, and so more people started watching. <laughs> That's how it and they, they picked up their audience because someone said, well, this guy's, you know, whatever. And he was talking about uh, something about his cat or something like that, um, that, that his, his, wife, his wife had passed away or whatever. And, and she had this cat that he, she, he wasn't too fond of after she passed away. And so he was, he was making kind of, some kind of statement about it. And the, and the animal rights people didn't like some of the oh things he was saying. Oh, my gosh. So, that sounds so, about right. Yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. But, you know, but podcasts were, were not around. You know, that's something new. And it's something – it is interesting now how, how we have the capability of reaching the whole world just online. Yeah. You know, and well, it's, it's – for whatever reason, India has been a big listener to our podcast. I don't even – I didn't think that a lot of folks in India could even you – know, you know, I didn't know how many people in India speak English. Well, I guess the ones who talk to us on the on the you know the whatever we call yeah, the ones on <laughs> customer support customer support or whatever, and wow. so but but India India is our, our our biggest market outside the United States, and um you know it is you know never kind of dreamed that 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 would be in fact I would think Nigeria because we have a lot of folks in Nigeria would be our biggest market but mm. you never know I mean you know well India is still part of the Commonwealth of England and all of those countries in the commonwealth that's true. they Probably have more english they have some they have a lot of english yeah. in them because uh. there was a time they you know they kind of enforced some of that uh, i mean yeah. even though i have a lot of i have a brazilian friends you know down in brazil but most of them don't speak english you know so you know so they don't listen to the podcast because they don't understand what tony's terminal term out mean there you know they don't speak, speak english at all plus well know. they wouldn't understand tony even if they did understand english. not even with the south american accent <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's so, hilarious but but I mean you know I think it is important that that we need to reevaluate. I th- I think that we need to get ready, because I think the twenty first century happened. You know we had the Y two K thing, and a lot of times in the church we didn't really change much. And I think it's time to maybe you know COVID has given us an opportunity to reevaluate yeah. what we're doing. Yes, and, and you know and I know there's some programs that we talked about. We don't even know why we're doing them. I mean you know it wasn't really it, it was. One of our volunteers ha- had on their heart to do this program, and we let them do it, you know. And but it's been more; it was more about 
that volunteer than it was about Rainbow Bible Church. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever we do, I mean, we believe that we're a church of the community. I think that's something else that churches need to realize that they're part of the community, not just part of the world. Because mm-hmm. there are some churches that, you know, nothing wrong with helping doing missions and, and digging wells and, you know, and, in, and, and, in Haiti or Africa or, you know, nothing wrong with that. But you know what? We need to meet the needs of our, our community. Yeah. The church is about, you know, the community. And, um, and so a lot of times some churches are so busy, you know, going out into the world that they're not even winning the lost in their own community. That's true. And, um, I know, I know you guys have a lot of fellowship. You mean, you have a a thrift store and, Mm -hmm. and you do, Pumpkin patch. Yep, you know, yep, yep. I mean, you know, so you know, a lot of people people know about your church uh-huh. through that. You even sell furniture, don't you? Yep, you have a furniture store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. so but so I'm assuming people have came to your church. You know, their first time that they heard about the church was at one of your. Yeah, they you hear about it every day, all day at the in the community. We're out in the community doing stuff all day, every day working in the community. That's a great point. You, you got to realize you're in a community too. Yeah, I mean, and that's some churches don't. In fact, I had a an individual. I'm not going to name the church's name, um, but um, I had an individual who graduated from Rama, um, and he said, "You know, Craig, I'm not from Tulsa, the Tulsa area. Um, I do believe that God has called me somewhere. I didn't know where, so I'm going to go to this particular church because they're more about um, about international ministry and things like that." And so I looked at the guy and I said, you know, he, and the whole time he's been, he's been a student, he was always involved in Rain Bible Church. I mean, he was involved. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, I, sa- I said, so you're going to go to an unscriptural church? And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, so if that church is not about Tulsa, Oklahoma, why is it in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I mean, if you want to be about, uh, about you, know, you know, Europe, then open your church in Europe, you know, or, or want to be about, you know, they, they were doing ministry and nothing wrong with doing ministry. No, nothing wrong with doing outreach or, or whatever. But even to this day, they don't do a lot of local outreach. And so I, I think that that's, that's wrong. I mean, here, here at Rainbow, I mean, we try to minister to the community all the time. I mean, you know, yeah, you guys are really good at, I mean, you know, so. I mean, obviously we spend a lot of money on Christmas lights, you know, and you know, if people say, "Well, man, you know, you 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 could feed the hunger, you could do this, you could," do you know how many people come to campus because of Christmas lights? And you know, and um, you know the the and they think positively about our our, our church because you know we give to the community. We, yeah. we had rockets over Raymond for for many years. Oh, even even our well, we had a harvest carnival, and that was actually outgrew the building, and we did the trunk or treat thing. Man, I can't believe how many people showed up. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, COVID kind of got that, but we're we're, we're regearing and retooling, and we're just going to be bigger than ever before. Mm. And um, you know, we, we try to reach out to the community, and even something else that we do. I mean, which um, is that we actually lease out our 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 NRC for all kinds of different functions. So the other day, we we had a gun show. Um, courtesy, of, I was the one. I said, "Man, we should we should talk to people about having a gun show." So, do you know that we have a incoming student coming starting in um in in september because he came to the gun show he came to the gun show and says you know what i've been praying about the next step in my life and and i came to the gun show you know look at guns or whatever you know came and 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 i stopped by the the rainbow bible training center booth or training training college booth and um he says this is what i've been looking for 
And so, you know, he, he was coming to the gun show and God, you know, had other plans for him. In fact, speaking of that, I mean, one of the things we do here on our program is talk about Raymond Bible Training College. And, you know, if you want to get ready to minister in this just generation, you know, some of you might need to be trained. Some of you might say, I don't even know anything about the word of God. Some of you might feel I'm, I'm already called, but I, but I, I, want, I need to be equipped. Raymond Bible Training College is a wonderful place. It's a, it's a two-year school with, with a third-year option. And if you'll go to rbtc.org, we have some information there. You can, you can look up about the college. And um, we want to invite you to fill out the, um, your information. Give us your email. Give us your phone number. And we're going to have one of our, our, our representatives give you a call, talk to you more about Raymond, try to schedule a tour, either come any weekend or come for Raymond College Weekend in October. And find out more about Rama because I, I tell you what, I mean, Rama's life changing. I mean, it, it's so amazing, Absolutely. you know, how many people's lives have been changed, you know, whether they're called to ministry or not. And in, in fact, a lot of people that are now in ministry, when they came to Rama, they just came to learn more about the Bible. Yeah. They didn't come to be a minister. They came to learn more about the Bible. But whenever they were learning more about the Bible, I mean, God started equipping them, you know, for, for their future in life. And now some people... They don't, they, they graduate. They don't go immediately out in the ministry. Some people do, you know, but it's a great place. It's a great place to be trained, um, you know, to go and do God's work. And it's, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm highly, um, um, what do you call it? Bias, but I believe yeah. we are the best Bible school in the, in, in the world. And we, we have campuses. In this or any parallel universe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and the great thing about it is, is we're inexpensive. Um, I believe it's $3,100 for, for, for a whole year. I mean, not, not one semester. We're talking about a whole year. That's including yeah. your books, including all That'd your awesome. fees, including all, um, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And the reason we keep our thing is because our Word Partner Club, and if you, you know, it's the Word Partner Club who basically provides a, a scholarship to everyone who comes to Rama. So if anyone, if you want to help out a Rama student, if you'll go to rama.org slash WPC, join the Word Partner Club and help a student come to Rama. You know, it's, it's, it's a way to help students. In fact, that's, you know, one time, one time we talk, we talk about Rama, and if someone says, well, you know, I want to help these students. Well, that's how you help students. You become a part of the Word Partner Club. And the Word Partner yeah, Club is, is, you know, you're a partner, then we partner together. I mean, we want to pray for you. You can pray for us, and, and you can support us on a monthly basis and, and help students be able to go out to, to preach faith and healing and Jesus saved and Jesus heals to to the entire world, mm. you know, and it's, and it's, and it's awesome what God's doing, you know, and, and we're training future pastors, future missionaries, and future worship leaders, future, you know, youth and children's leaders and, and just future people that, that want to learn more about the word of God, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, there's something about being here on campus. I mean, you know, you, I mean, there's just, there's an expectancy, especially among our current students right now. It's yeah, just, it's, it's so awesome because I believe that we all realize that the time is short. And then I think, you know, the last year and a half kind of taught us that we are, I believe we are living in the last days. You know, when the Bible talks about in the last day, it talks about wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilence and all kinds of bad things. But it says that there will be a revival in the land, you know, but before, the, before Jesus comes back. And I, yeah. I think that we're right on that edge of that revival time. I think we're starting it, been yeah. starting. And I, and I think it's, it's important for us um, to um, just enter in. You know, we, we, we talked about the other day on our podcast, um, Acts chapter 3, such as mm. I have, give I thee. Well, yeah. what do you have? we got the spirit of living God on the Glory inside of God. us. You know, and, you know, you know, the thing about it is I, I know we're, we're, we're talking about 
marketing and stuff. You know, a lot of our students who came to Raymond, they didn't become, they didn't come because of any kind of special marketing. Well, our own Doug Jones, you yeah. know, one of the favorite truck. I mean, you know, he came a little bit late. He came, he saw some little small little ad in the Word of Faith. That then, I think his grandma or somebody showed him that. I, I know. Um, Patsy, well, Cam Maddie now, Patsy Beerman was her name. She said, well, I came because the Holy Ghost told me to come. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it is interesting how, how you, know, the, you know, when you hear all these stories or whatever, I mean, you know, it's not about man trying to market. It's, it's about God ministering to people's hearts. And, mm. and, and I, I think that, that um, man, you know, we're living in a day that, that people are searching. People are hurting. People are looking for something. Um, you know, a lot of things that they believed in at one point in time, you know, they don't believe anymore. Mm. I mean, we, 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 we're in a crazy time, a crazy, crazy world. I know it's, it's interesting talking to my dad, you know, here he's fixing to turn 82. And, you know, I asked him, I said, do you, did you ever think that the world would be where there is? And he, he goes, I never imagined it. I, ne- I never imagined that I would go to preach at my church and have nobody in the auditorium, not because they, no one, you know, now some pastors are used to that because they, they there's nobody there. <laughs> But but being told not to come, I mean, you know, I mean, did you ever imagine that we would be told in the United States, in the United States of America that you can't come? And then when you do come, you have to have special precautions. But praise God for our our governor, Governor Stitt and, and, and our legislator here in Oklahoma. We signed the thing that that nobody can tell churches how to have church, no matter pandemic no pandemic because we have a constitutional right to worship as we please now if we want to have rules or you know whatever that's that's okay i mean we do have rules you have to wear pants you know so, <laughs> uh, i mean at least some sort i mean if you want to come in shorts you're more than welcome to come in shorts flip-flops and a tank top we're okay with that you know you know that's not the current dress most people do, do you but, really have that as a rule well, no, but but just but, an unspoken. It's rule. unspoken. Unspoken. Okay, well, how many people? How many pantsless people so do you I, have? <laughs> the guarantee, if somebody came in with no pants, I'm sure you would quickly institute a rule that says you have to have pants. <laughs> yeah. You know, all most rules are made for people that do something stupid. You know, it's usually the mo- the vast majority have common sense. That the rules are for the people yeah, that but, really are that stupid. But we to have do to something. realize there's some people like you as a teenager. <laughs> That would test any rule. I mean, you know, we know your background. I mean, uh-huh. You know, you, you can't uh, tell me that you might not try to do some of the, some of the things maybe, just as maybe. a teenager. Not that Darren Baldwin we know today. I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, so you want to come to camp meeting with no pants on? That's, that's I don't think I like where this podcast is headed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, we. Well, you need to dress, when I say dress appropriate, now appropriate doesn't mean suit and a tie, but you need, you need to cover the important parts. Yeah. <laughs> the more modest parts. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to wear shorts and flip-flops, huh, we're, you're, you're more than welcome to come to our church with shorts and flip-flops. In, in fact, sometimes I wish I had shorts and flip-flops on, too. Like, in fact, right now, I wish I had shorts and flip-flops on. Yeah, it's a little warm. It's getting hot up here, man. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, I do believe that, that we need to reevaluate how we minister in, in this generation. Well, um, you you said something the other day. Are we out of time here? Yeah, well, well no. You, you said something the other day. Uh, okay. Is that bad? Are we good? Too long? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you said something about RMAI earlier, and uh, I don't know what your demographics are as far as age brackets in, yeah. uh, in RMAI, but I spoke to one of, one of your – Somebody that used to work in RMAI years ago, uh, and they said they 
they were really, you guys were hitting a major wall because a lot of the guys that graduated in the early years started churches, and now those churches were run by pastors that were in their 70s. Yeah. And they had no plan of succession beyond themselves. So it was just an interesting thought. But the, the, the simple fact is God's always moving. God's a generational God. Cultures and generations change. They look different. They have different you know, outlooks and viewpoints. But the church stays, the message stays the same. Yeah, but you know it's like if things change. Well, that's the, that's the thing about things it. change. We need to be okay with change. Yeah, I mean you know it's it's okay to have you know lights and fog machines, but you know, you better be preaching the gospel. Yeah, I mean you know the, the Holy Ghost needs to be the same. You know if the Holy Ghost is not present, then you know but it, the lights and fog machines and skinny jeans or whatever are, are not going to stop the anointing. But you can stop the. Anointing. I think the skinny jeans enhance the anointing. Huh. My <laughs> personal opinion, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard they help you as a worship leader. They help you hit the higher notes if you wear skinny jeans. But I'm just, that's just a rumor. <laughs> and just for, for, for you guys, D- Darren always wears skinny jeans. So <laughs> yeah. My brother, uh, you know, he lives in New Jersey, one of my brothers. He said he saw me one time. He's like, oh, I didn't think they made those kind of pants in man sizes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Amen. pretty cool. Well, you know, at, at that note, I think it's time to sign <laughs> off on and, and if if you like, hey, at least I'm ha- at least I'm wearing pants. Isn't that the rule that's here? Right. Yeah, that's right. So once again, we encourage you. You know, if you want to learn more about the word about, about you know rbtc.org, check us out. Um, you know, find more information about Rama, and we encourage you to come to campus sometime and visit us here in the Tulsa Broken Era area. Amen. Well, I'm gonna sign off like we sign off every podcast here at Rama. We're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. <laughs>